Hi, thank you for clicking on the Digital Selling Secrets podcast. I hope you enjoyed part one of this episode. If you're just now tuning in, we're discussing how to increase the odds of your business idea becoming successful. If you think about it, most business ideas, once they're launched, are not successful. Look at the statistics. They're not good. Now, you can increase those odds by developing a prototype or demo or some other form of engagement, but sometimes those things take months, years, and a lot of money to do. So we're going to continue the discussion around some things you can do right now to determine if your business idea would be successful or not. So after this one-minute intro, we'll continue the conversation. But the reality is we're human, and when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust. Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed. I have to go on a gut level first and foremost. What sells me? How do we take some of the repetitive, quote-unquote, bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those to free up time for them to spend selling? How can we create a place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration, and how can we do it consistently? So in the book, one of the ways, and I'm still going through the book, it's a really good book, um, it talks about... Uh, there was one lady, she was thinking about opening a shop in her neighborhood. Um, she was going to open an antique bookstore. And instead of going and investing in the real estate, quitting her job, filling, it, filling the store up with books, she actually put a sign as if the store was already open. And she stood on the corner watching to see how many people would actually knock on the door to try to get in or who would stop and look at the sign or show some sort of interest. And she would keep track of those people. And then she would go to a different location and see how, it, how, how much interest she got there versus that location. And first of all, she'd find out if there's any interest at all. And second of all, she would make sure she was investing in the right location. So that, that was one example. Another example, it was kind of a funny example Jerry and I were talking about. There, there was a, uh, a, a lady, uh, or yeah, I don't remember, a lady, man, I, don't, I, I think it was a lady who was, who was interested in, in squirrels, right? <laughs> and, and so she, um, she wrote a book on squirrel watching, right? And it sounds like fun, you know, squirrel watch. I like, you know, we have a lot of squirrels in our neighborhood. So I, heck, I, you know, I, I might even read the book if, you know, if it's an actual book. At the, but she, um, she put out a landing page and uh, the landing page acted as if the book was already written, right? And so when somebody went to click buy to buy the book, um, it, they would get a notification that the book's still in development and they would be notified when, whenever it's available. But the problem with this scenario is it comes across a little bit deceptive. Um, so to kind of counteract that, you can do different things. You can actually give them something. Like if you have something to give, maybe it's a discount to something. Maybe it's a free copy of the book when it's launched. Um, just, to, just to exchange value because you are getting market intelligence from that. Right. Like but true. Yeah. It's true, but but to your point, the she gets true, uh, true market data that with the fact that the person actually clicked the purchase button, as opposed to somebody just going by the page, and and thinking about it, or she's interviewing her friends and family, or quote unquote 
focus group and they all saying, yes, we're going to buy this. And ultimately nobody does after she's put in a ton of work and effort into it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to, and to kind of counter that argument, if you will, about deceptiveness, the author mentioned, the author said, look, what, what's the worst scenario? Okay. Somebody investing a second of their time to click on something or somebody investing their life savings their career, their livelihood. And, and they gave this scenario of the lady that, that wrote the book. If let's say she spent years, the two years writing that book, right? right. Cause that's what she was passionate about. And she had this vision in her mind that this some scenario that was going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen, what does she realize? She lost two years of her life. Right. She didn't get to go have experience squirrels like she wanted to and the book it gave a scenario like they're sitting there having drinks and she, she's like i never want to see one of those rodents again you know? <laughs> i can tell you i don't want to see those rodents because uh, they they cause trouble for me in my at my house uh, and i uh, had to i had to get them humanely removed from <laughs> from our area but anyway that's a different story oh, but well, talking I'm gonna, about books I'm, I'm gonna call sorry. carol baskin on you man I'm, hey man I'm, careful I'm, careful i'm afraid I'm, of that so <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh books and uh for all you uh kitty cats out there um <laughs> meow meow uh gary don't you have a book coming up um i do yeah so i, I if you don't it, mind giving us a little plug about it i, I think it's i think it's of value what you're what you've written about yeah um, so jerry and i we talked about the market research we did earlier and after all that market research we, we were coming up with different ideas one of the ideas was i actually left the corporate world and started a business i, I multiple businesses yeah I, yeah it was um i don't know if that's the best thing to do to start out a couple businesses at once you're definitely uh your hey, time you were is, all in right I, I was all in i took out a a small business loan I used my savings and I left the corporate world and really took that leap. And it was very rewarding in, in different ways. Um, I learned a ton. I learned so much during that time period. Um, it was tough as well. Launching any business is tough. It was very tough. And, but, but I launched a, a business focused on digital selling and it, we were an outsourced digital sales team for uh, clients that were trying to enter the U.S., so international companies, companies all over the world that wanted to enter the U.S., we were their sales team, and we were using digital means to help them grow their business, like social media, um, video calls, all the all different types of digital podcast. I mean, we were using these because you imagine with a startup, you don't have a lot of capital unless you come from you know you've. <laughs> you are blessed in different scenarios, but, um, and it, even if you do, you don't want to spend all your money on something that, uh, basically you want to be as efficient as possible. And that's what we were trying to be. And plus, obviously I was passionate about digital selling because of our market research with the sales app we were looking at. And, um, so that was definitely a passion of mine. And of course now, obviously with this COVID-19 situation, um, it's even more critical and, and it's, this COVID-19 situation actually has been like a catalyst for digital selling. But long story short, the book is B2B, business to business, digital selling. Um, 
So it's about how to use digital transformation. A lot of the stuff that we talk about here on the podcast, how to use digital transformation, how to use digital technologies in a B2B environment to grow your business. And a lot of people that have been in sales for 30, 40 years think you can't do that. And you really can. It's been proven. It's been it's very effectively proven. Very, very effectively. And, you know, it was successful for me. And I've learned so much working with my team um, at Unbiased Data because we tried a lot of different things that worked and didn't work. And then, of course, there's a lot of gurus online. You know, you see some kid in front of a Lamborghini that's, you know, saying, hey, I'm a multimillionaire because I, you know, sold this little course here. And maybe they did and maybe they didn't, but I know they're, they're, there are, there are a lot of scammers out there. And I personally purchased some courses that were scams. And then there was others that were just amazing. They were amazing. Like Russell Brunson's. And I have this book here. Um, another, another, another great one. Uh, Jim Edwards, copywriting secrets. Um, and some of the folks, some of these people that Gary's talking about, they've been guests on our show. So you got to go back and watch our episodes. Sorry, Gary. I just have yeah. to throw that in there. We've learned so much. Gary has learned so much through experience and through mentors. Yeah. And, and Jerry and I, we, I mean, we, we've learned from each other as well on these podcasts as well, but there are some really good people to listen to out there. And there's some that you don't want to listen to. And the, the people that I would listen to would be Russell Brunson is amazing. Jim Edwards amazing when it comes to copywriting and he has some other really unique software to, to help with copywriting. Um, Grant Cardone. I mean, he's been an inspiration to me throughout this whole journey, even now and say what you will. I mean, I mean, he's kind of polarizing to a certain degree, but Cardone university, I just got back on Cardone university, which is a sales training platform and I'm a sales leader in my organization, but I still want to continue to learn that craft and improve in that craft. Because everything is sales, whether you're out selling a product or service or interacting with your spouse, you're selling something. You're either selling an idea, you're selling an excuse. um, Maybe you're selling yourself that you're, you know, that you're not going to be able to do something or that you are going to do something. Um, So, I mean, sales is is everywhere around us. But yeah, Russell Brunson, Jim Edwards, Grant Cardone. Um, You you have a couple books there with you from Robert Ciodini. He's been awesome. Right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, these guys are great. And I really like Grant Cardone's because, I mean, some books go, especially in the corporate world, go into the process, which is kind of the science behind sales. I like Grant Cardone's content because it's more of the art, right? The communication, the mindset. Um, so it's a little different. You have to have both to be successful. And then, of course, Robert Cialdini's his with buyer psychology. Um, of course, copywriting now. If you're going to do digital selling, you have to know copywriting because it, a lot of the stuff is going to be written, um, your posts, your blogs, all that. Right. Uh, we had, we had, uh, and this is for our audience out there, but uh, I mean, when I, as you were saying this about copywriting, two people come to mind. One is uh, uh, Jim Edwards, who we had on the, on the podcast. And I kept laughing throughout the entire podcast. Oh, because the guy was hilarious. Just, so <laughs> he was hilarious. And then you could see why, learning from somebody like him meant so much because he was able to grab your attention like that. And you just don't want to look away because he is that good. Then you also have uh, the other side that I remember, um, you know, one of our guests 
I learned so much from that and also watching his work was uh, Daniel Harmon of the Harmon Brothers. Oh, yeah. Who, you know, uh, Squatty Potty, Purple Mattress. Um, I mean, all these uh, poopery, all these other crazy brands that you would have never heard of if it weren't for them. That copywriting, the, be, the ability to write down words to grab people's attention. And um, I, I agree with you. And people don't realize that now that in this digital world, um, that we would still have to do this. You have to get that, even if you have to get that first meeting, it may not be a phone call picking up the phone, it may be an email. So if you do not have these digital skills right now, it makes your job all the more difficult. And so to be able to learn these digital skills, and when there was that conference we attended, the Digital Selling Conference, which is in conjunction with our, with our uh, uh, podcast here, uh, there were some people that were, and I was very happy to hear that uh, interaction where they were arguing with some of the guests saying that I don't see myself. I, I, I work in oil and gas and we're very traditional doing, uh, doing Snapchat videos, thinking that that's going to help me gain our business. And digital selling is not about Snapchat videos. Digital yeah. selling is what we're doing right now. Digital sales is, is Zoom videos. Digital selling or digital sales is writing the right type of emails. With unbiased data, your team were writing amazing articles to generate interest within those different companies that 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 you were contracting for. I remember that to get more further traction. These were some amazing techniques and tactics that you used to get out there in front of others. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it was all about communication, right? That's what sells. Right. Um, it's about helping people and communicating and. Um, when I first, when I, at the very beginning, when I, I was responsible for a large territory with a, with a, a good sized company, but it had not entered that market yet. And it, it, we had a very small team and I was looking at how to do it as, as efficient as possible and using like platforms like LinkedIn or Facebook or some of the others, you can reach so many people within a short period of time versus getting in your car, driving an hour and then finding out the last minute that the client has canceled the meeting and, or didn't want to, or let's say they never picked up the phone in the first place. And some, some you go, you drive across town and you ask for a business card from the receptionist. I mean, what, what was the real value there of you just getting a business card, you know? Or, oh man, I I've, I've been there before. I've been, I've, and this was before you and I met. I had I remember flying out to California to meet a customer, only to find out that the customer wasn't interested in discussing X, Y, and Z, even though I I thought I put made it clear in my email. Um, after after we started going through this education about digital the digital selling process, I can tell you my emails have been so much better, so much more pointed, and the communication has improved digitally so much that. I don't have that issue anymore. Imagine flying, you know, I live in Houston and flying all the way to California just so that, you know, the customer gets there late and then says, well, you know, I'm not really prepared to discuss this. And you're thinking, hey, didn't we just, didn't we say this already on the, uh, on the email? Well, 
Yeah, I think this makes a tremendous difference by understanding the way digital selling goes. But once you, once again, why don't you uh, tell tell the audience what the what the name of the book is and uh, where they can find it, if you don't mind? Um, because I think it's it's a this is a good opportunity to talk about the book that's coming out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and just a second, what Jerry said. So it's not just, I mean, you got emails, you have posts, you have blogs, you have video messages, you have advertisements. There's so many ways to reach clients. You have messaging. Um, but yeah, it's, it's B2B digital selling secrets. We're putting the finishing touches on it now. Um, it'll be published here in the next couple of weeks. And um, I'm actually going to be, I'm not really trying to make, to make money on it. I'm trying to just help, help those out there that are in need. So you, you'll see, you have access to free copies of it. And it's very good content. It's, there's content that I've learned from reading, content that I've learned from experiences, content that we've learned from these podcasts. Um, from conferences that you've spent money and attended. Yeah, thousands of thousands of dollars in time. Um, and, and I took some of those key nuggets out of the information that I've learned and, and, and put that into the book. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a great book. And then this book right here is another good one, The Right It. Uh, if you're looking at launching a business, highly recommend that. And I, I know we're running short on time here. Uh, Jerry, anything else you wanted to add? Um, I, only thing was, uh, folks, this wasn't, I wasn't trying to plug uh, Gary's book here. It was, uh, it, it was part of the natural conversation when we started talking about squirrels. I was like, look, squirrel. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm talking about uh, Tiger King and Gary's book. You know, they all go together. So. <laughs> but um Hey, yeah. So think about the psychology of buying and the psychology. I mean, like we were talking about Robert Caldini's books, the psychology of uh, the way people do things. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of that is what actually needs to be applied in the digital selling process. And uh, with that, uh, uh, Gary, if you don't mind closing for us, please. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you've been tuning in, uh, we plan on having some more, we, uh, some amazing guests, in the future and talk about more uh, great content uh, around digital selling. So stay tuned for future episodes of the digital selling secrets podcast.